Happy Monday, or should I say, Happy Monday, Medical Mom of NICU Day. I'm Tanisha, a medical mom of NICU to a kidney warrior and cancer fighter, plus a pandemic mom of two under two. Welcome to Medical Moms of NICU podcast, where we help NICU moms, life after NICU moms, and NICU moms of medically complex miracles worldwide navigate the medical system with ease by sharing medical mom tips, NICU resources, and medical advice from medical experts. We thank you for listening every Monday to each episode, whether you are in the hospital making powerful life-changing decisions for your miracle to thrive, or you're at home adjusting to the round-the-clock medical care your miracle requires after NICU discharge. We thank you for listening to each episode, downloading it, and sharing it with your family and friends. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Medical Moms NICU, to receive free Medical Mom Takeaway tips. Join our Facebook Medical Mom Unity to share your NICU miracle story and medical milestones you are proud of. Happy Monday. I am Tanisha, a proud NICU mom to a kidney warrior and cancer fighter as well as a pandemic mom of three under six. And I just wanted to come on here to say thank you so much for continuing to support medicalmomsofnicu.com. I have been MIA for the last couple weeks as my oldest son, Jaleel, who this platform was inspired by, was clinically diagnosed with autism. And as a mother, as a really present mother, I've been processing all my emotions and truly just thankful for the clinical clarification. And what I mean by that is my oldest son had started to show signs of autism after so much medical trauma that he endured with a NICU stay as well as many procedures as well as dialysis and kidney transplant and cancer. And so Last year, I started to see some behavioral concerns, and some of those concerns looked like being more nonverbal and also having some flapping of the hands and tiptoe walking and repetitive words and phrases throughout the day, and just not really present with other children around him. He wanted to do his own thing, and so I started to express these concerns early with his complex care team and when Jalil was medically well enough I was finally able to address those concerns and for those who are listening whether you are a medically complex mom just like myself you know that there come so many learning curves in this journey and you're not looking for another diagnosis you don't want another diagnosis but you don't want to be in denial either of this process because it can deserve this your child from developing more in a way that will suit them better in life and so there's this constant battle of should I address it now or should I just wait for it to get better and for me, I just wanted to be proactive, especially since Jalil is in a medically calm time where he can actually go to school and learn with his teachers, therapists, OTPT, and speech, as well as interact with children his age. And so I wanted the team, the educational team, to have all the data that they could in order to serve Jalil better. And so I would definitely challenge those who have 
medical concerns, address those concerns early. That way your care team can assess and do the appropriate testing for your child and just make sure that they have the right services to fit their needs. And one thing I will say when it comes to autism testing, it is a two to three hour process. And sometimes it can be an individual psychologist doing the assessment, or it could be a team assessment, which Jalil was a team. And so we had a pediatrician on the team, developmental pediatrician. We had a speech pathologist. We also had a psychologist and a social worker. And so it was a full overall evaluation of Jaleel and what we as parents have been seeing throughout the the time that we've been able to process how he's doing from a developmental standpoint. And so these assessments normally will take some time out of your schedule. And if you have multiple children, you want to plan accordingly and see who can be available so that you can be fully present with, with this evaluation. And all, not only that, but what I realized in this journey is that it takes a while for you to get scheduled. It may take to six six months to a year to be set, scheduled for an evaluation like this. And so the sooner that you can schedule an assessment, the better your child can be. Normally, they can start testing at the age of two all the way up until um, six or beyond. And for me, I felt like I had lost my time frame because I, I was so caught up in the medical challenges that Jalil was facing that I felt guilty about the psychological time that we, the, the very short time that we had to address his concerns in that arena. But what I realized in this journey, as I am so transparent and open with the struggles and challenges of this medical journey, I realized that this was the best time for Jalil because he was in and out of the hospital all his life for the last three years. And so when he was in a four-year-old, he had just started the developmental preschool and I wanted to give him time to adapt to a new learning environment and see how he would do. But at the same time, I still had this evaluation in the back of my head because I wanted the therapist to be able to have what they need, again, to serve Jalil better. And so, nevertheless, the psychologist, even when I broke down crying at the medical diagnosis of autism and how Jalil would need support, further support, level three support, because even though Jalil is almost six years old, his mind and the things that he is showing behaviorally coincide with a, a newborn um, is what they assessed him at. And that's very difficult to process because you're seeing this child that's physically looking like a six-year-old, but at the same time, their mind frame is not there yet. And it's not to say that they won't get there with their verbal cues and just motor skills, fine motor skills and other things that a child needs to learn in order to adapt into society. But right now, that's where they're graded. And even though it took everything to process that news, I know I'm not alone in this journey. As many of you face new diagnoses and you're like, why me? Why me? Why am I going through this 
again and again and again. And I'm tired because with a new diagnosis, as we know, comes more paperwork, more accountability and holding others accountable to do the things that you need them to do in order for your child to get the services and resources that they deserve. And sometimes your mind is tired and it doesn't want to keep going in that direction of fighting for services and just constantly being that squeaky wheel. You get tired in this journey and a lot of people see the great milestones that you reach overcoming different medical challenges, but at the same time, it wears on your body, mind, and soul. And so I just wanted to validate to hold space for your emotions. Last few weeks, I held space for my emotions. The day after I received the diagnosis, I spent the whole day just off and on crying in bed. I would tend to my babies, but just continue to cry, 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 cry. And that was just my way of grieving, grieving where I saw Jaleel in my head and his future. Because as mothers, as fathers, we have a certain way of thinking for our child to be. And that expectation may not be what we have in our head. And we have to be okay with that because God orchestrated this child for us to have and to nurture and to truly, truly learn from. This experience is not just for Jaleel to experience, but it's for us, the parents, to adapt to adapt to the changes and being flexible and to give ourselves grace and to be humble in this process and ask for help when we need it. Because I truly believe life is a, a ongoing learning process and that is where we are right now. I have a lot of great resources when it comes to NICU mom life. I have a lot of great resources when it comes to kidney kidney disease mom life. I have a lot of great resources when it comes to your child fighting cancer based on Jalil's medically complex care. But here I am now standing here today with a new diagnosis of autism. And I thank God because I don't pretend to know something I don't know. And a lot of times we can put on a front because we don't want to appear weak. But I want to challenge the one person that is listening and has that mentality, you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be vulnerable, be transparent, and ask for help. The, the biggest open-ended question you can ask in this medical diagnosis is, do you have any resources available for XYZ? Insert your diagnosis there. And when you be direct and transparent, parent like that, you'd be surprised because the moment that my son, Jaleel, was clinically diagnosed with autism, I went to social. I took the social and I said, do you love anyone that's autistic? If so, share some testimonials of their progress because I needed that in that moment of brokenness and that moment of feeling like, why me? I needed some encouragement. And not only that, what I realized in those open-ended questions, I got more reassurance that this was the time that Jalil needed to be diagnosed. There are adults right now that are being diagnosed with autism, and they wish they knew, and they wish that their parents 
were in tune with their needs because there were so many resources that they missed out on. But thankfully, they are thriving in the midst of that. So to hear those multiple comments like that, it made me realize that God saw where I was coming from. That, did I catch this too late? Shouldn't I have put them in testing sooner? No, 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 no. This is the right time because Jalil has more energy. He's not sickly and he can truly be there for the assessment. And that's what you want when you have your child tested for anything. You want them to be as well as possible, get enough rest as possible, have all their medications and their feeds so that the psychological evaluation can go as smooth as it can be. And so... I had to fight the inner man and said, did I disservice my son by not raising these psychological concerns sooner? No, 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 no. This was the right time. And so I just wanted to share this. Is my child, is my child autistic? I think that's what the title of this podcast is going to be. Is my child autistic? And to be honest, autism has so many wide varieties of signs that you don't want to just put your child in a box. But I will say if there's some behavioral concerns that you have, please address them to your developmental pediatrician. And then if the pediatrician sees some things, then they'll refer you over to a psychological evaluation because it has to come from your PCP, your primary care physician first. And so... I also want to say that, like anything else, there are many support groups in this journey. You can click on hashtag autism and you will find support groups from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok. There's plenty of information that you can soak up. But I also want to warn you to not compare your journey with someone else's on social media because your child has different capabilities and talents and gifts. And so nurture those gifts, find those gifts, and advocate for services that can be there for your child. One thing that I really appreciate about Jaleel is that I'm able to recognize that he loves music and he loves technology. So to have him in the STEM program early is definitely going to benefit him speaking more and being able to be in tune with learning in particular. We do better when we're doing something that we love educationally. And so my goal is to try to find resources like that program, STEM, are either ABA integrating music and technology in that because it's going to help him serve serve him long term. And another thing too, because my son is struggling with nonverbal cues and just articulating his needs more specifically, is that I'm going to also reach out to the speech therapist once they get the developmental diagnosis of autism and see if it's possible for Jilla to qualify for a communication device. Because one thing about it is we all have ways of communicating. Some of us can communicate 
through our native language. Others may have to take up sign language. And then there's communication devices. And I, interestingly enough, did a paper, a long paper about just the methods of communication that can be used during a patient-provider communication. And, and what I've realized is that you have to be diverse and versatile with the patient's needs. And so maybe they're not able to vocalize what they want, but they can show you through the digital communication device what they de desire to have or what they don't like. And that is definitely truly communicating. It may not be the one way that you prefer, but it's a different way and we have to be able to adapt to that. And so I am open. I am open to this process and I want you to be too. I also discovered that there are a couple of local autism fall festivals in this area of Arkansas. One's coming up this weekend on Saturday at 3 p.m. in the Pine Bluff area called the Autism Fall Festival. If you're in the Arkansas area and you are a mother or father of a child that's autistic, you are welcome to come to the Fall Festival. It's on Facebook, Autism Fall Festival in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And so I just want to encourage you that there are so many resources out there. And then I also talked to some autistic moms because God already showed me that my son Jalil was autistic because he surrounded me with moms that happened to have children that had autism and they were all different ages. And I used to hear them say, my child was nonverbal. Now they're nonstop talking. And so it encouraged me to know that just because my son is on a six-month, quote-unquote, level, psychological evaluation level, doesn't mean he's going to stay there. The goal is to get him the services he needs early while he's in the fragile stage of early childhood development, and he could even blossom even further because those services are now being activated for his needs. And so what I am so inspired by is that with every diagnosis, just because it seems so grim right now, it can turn around for the greater good. And I'm mindful of this. Why? Because I saw this happen over and over. In my NICU journey, it was grim, and then it got better. In my kidney disease journey with Jaleel, it was grim, and then it got better. In the cancer fight, it was grim, and it got better. So I know that this autism is just a test of my faith. It's just a test to see if I have built enough confidence to know that God is in the midst of this. And if anything, we must surrender to the process. And once we surrender to the process and support the process, it gets better. And I want to encourage you because this information is transformable to your diagnosis with your child. Maybe your child doesn't have autism, but they have a rare condition or rare disease, and you don't know anything about that disease. I want to, want to challenge you to tap into community and to use those hashtags of those diagnoses and to connect with other parents that have the same diagnosis and to see their story and to interact with them because it's going to give you encouragement and don't compare your journey by all means but be inspired that things will get better things will improve and I look forward to candid conversations as I know quite a few autistic moms 
and just moms and special needs to have them feature on this podcast. Right now, I'm just giving myself time to decompress and process what I am now arriving at with my husband, and that is being new autistic parents of a kidney warrior and cancer fighter. And so I ask for your patience, your grace, and I hope that this podcast serves you well as it's been a few weeks just setting up the coordination of the autism evaluation and then processing the aftermath of that is emotionally and mentally draining and so I wanted to come back where I had some time to really just sit with that new autism diagnosis and to also be able to show you what lessons I've learned so far even as a one-week autism mom and I'm so grateful because this diagnosis does not define who Jalil is but it also gives us a better understanding of how we can help serve him and support him better and so that's all these new diagnoses are they're not going to change who your child is but it will make you more flexible and willing hopefully to learn how to serve your child better. I hope that this podcast blessed you today. If so, please follow Medical Moms and NICU and do us a favor and write a review for this podcast as we share medical mom tips and medical resources, as well as we're going to have medical expert advice eventually. And it's just going to continue to get better and better with time. So just follow us and send a review on how we can serve you better. And also you can visit medicalmomsniki.com where there's more resources for you to navigate the medical system with ease as well as to know more on how to connect and support Medical Moms Nikki platform. I wish you all the best and happy Monday, Medical Moms Nikki Day. Take care.